sorry. Literally starting with the cough. Keep them on their toes. I know. Yeah. Just you turn it on and just I mean it's like that one. Um, God, I tried to listen to an episode of Wet Brain and um the guy the man whatever walter yeah walter he was just like eating carrots very loudly <laughs> into the microphone um and then i went to the reviews and it was a bunch of people confused um it seemed like people who weren't like people happened into it you know mm-hmm. in so like it didn't seem like it was people from their like social scene that had left reviews it was just like random people being like what is this it sounds like two random people talking and one of them's eating carrots i mean Sounds like that is what it is. That is, that is. I mean, that is actually what it is, yeah. We can't keep talking about them, though. You know? Think, have we before? I don't think I ever straight up mentioned them. We've Except been talking for like about an... Honor every episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, come fight us. We're trying to start beef with them to get, we gotta get, we gotta get our listeners up somehow, so. Yeah, beef everybody who left the the anti wet brain review you all should leave positive reviews you should say this is a carrot free podcast and for that we are grateful five stars (laughs) exactly and we we don't i've never eaten while recording um so i drink though i drink tea while recording but that's right right (laughs) sure Uh, well, and seed oils. And seed oils. <laughs> no, no. Okay. How have you been? I've been good. I, um, what is new? It's summer. I'm going to go into various lakes. I'm going to Lake Superior this weekend. I've never been. It's very nice. Um, yeah. I got like a bunch of books on rocks, which I love. Um, so I feel like I'm thriving, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah me too. With you. Yeah, I mean, I'm also thriving. Yeah, I've had a fun summer. I've been, you know, seeing people. I got a bunch of friends visiting in the next couple weeks. Um, Done a couple. I've been to the Inland Empire a couple times now, which is kind of interesting. You know, like I went to Redlands because my friend lives out there now. Mm -hmm. Um, Went to a music festival in Pasadena. So, yeah, it's been fun. Are you going to take them to the QAnon church when they're here? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that'll be the first order of business. Um, no, but I can't wait to go. We'll have to do a, we'll have to do like a right, a right wing episode. That's what I was about to say. Um, which, yeah. Where we become right wing. Where we become right wing. Yeah. Um, not like in a cutesy tradcath way, like just in a stupid, like belligerent way. No, um, oh. I want to go, no, I want to go to like, I want to go to the creation museum and I want to go to the, uh, the QAnon church. I think that'd be. Did we start the last episode talking about the Creation Museum and the QAnon Church? Oh, we might have. Well, well all right. This is a new episode, guys. I, yeah, it's not the same one. We're doing, yeah. Um, what did you mean by the second bullet point here? Um, Particularly the first stanza. We're misenchantments. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And we pod i don't know that's right um i just want okay i just want people to to review us we've been getting we have what five you know you know likes or you know the stars Mm -hmm. but no words okay yeah if you're if you listen to this um if you're out there you know leave us a review um a written one that'd be great 
Unless and you're going to say something mean, then keep it to yourself. I don't know. I kind of want to see the mean. If you want to say something like DM mean. DM us on Instagram. Yeah, DM, yeah, DM me something mean. I think yeah, that'd be cool. Cyber bully us, but not yeah. via Apple Podcasts because that's dorky. Yeah, that's true. That is, yeah, that's, no, not a good vibe. Yeah. Well. Okay, well. This is a, a rough I'm, intro. <laughs> I'm Lorenzo. <laughs> Yeah. And this is Riley, and we're we're misenchantments. Welcome. Um, today we're talking about, well, we're talking about what might come after the postmodern. So this is part three in our three-part series on modernity. As we've posited before, modernity is sort of the condition that we live in and have lived in probably since, you know, maybe the 1600s and onward or so. Um, and within that, we have posited that there are epicycles or smaller cycles within it, number, uh, one of which most notably is what's called postmodernism. Now, some theorists and other people have speculated that we've moved beyond the postmodern into something else. Um, and so we'll be talking about that today, and most notably something called metamodernism, which is a small uh, but interesting and I think widely like sort of like known of, if not like participated in, um, like art and literary criticism movement uh, started, I think, by these, by the two Dutch guys who wrote the original paper, yeah. um, which is Timotheus Vermeulen and Robin van der Acker. So yeah, that is, that's, that's our, that's what we're getting into today. I do feel like the literary theorists that I know that talk about metamodernism do it really like this is a podcast so this isn't my my hand gestures aren't helpful but like oh now we're in metamodernism like ha 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 like how yeah. stupid you know <laughs> um <laughs> that's good which I don't know I do think it is maybe this is the wrong Point to say this I do think it is kind of impossible to like theorize something as it's happening you know yeah. you know I was thinking about that when I was reading the paper because the, the the paper notes on metamodernism is like the original paper that like sketches this they call it a structure of feeling so you know well cards on the table that's where I I at least was first introduced to that that phrase um and found it useful because they are they talk about um they talk about postmodernism and metamodernism as like structures of feeling that are exemplified mm -hmm. in art and in culture and that sort of thing. Um, and I was, when I was reading the paper again, I was like, wait a minute, you know, it's kind of like a, like, you don't, we don't know like that we're in a recession until it's like been in it for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like people are like, okay, the recession starts, it's going to start in two weeks. Like, no, you don't realize that you're in a recession until like six months to like a year into, into it. Um, and so I think or some range like that. Um, and so I feel like the must, the same principle probably would apply to something like this, where like, if there's been like a cultural movement where the sensibility has like largely changed, you wouldn't really know it until a little bit later. Like you wouldn't be able yeah. to identify it while in, in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's impossible to be critical without critical distance. Um, I don't know. Although the New York Times sure loves to say that we're about to be in a recession. <laughs> so they do, they I do. don't know. Yeah, yeah, they do. Or maybe, but maybe we already have been, you know, like maybe retrospectively, well, they'll be able to say, well, it, it kind of started, you know, in late 2021 or something. Yeah, 
maybe i don't know i feel like maybe with a recession there are more clear markers i don't know i don't know anything about economics um because it's fake speculation no thank you yeah yeah definitely Um, but yeah definitely like a lobster in the boiling water or a frog (laughs) in the water do you know what i'm talking about yeah i think it's a lobster maybe it is not a frog it might be i mean you shouldn't eat either um but well, that's besides the point. Yeah. Are you I, the frog? I refuse I refuse to engage with the analogy. Um yeah, but it is like I think it is a frog actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, I assume the same would apply. So do you think that we are the frogs in the metamodernist pot? No. Well, I I was thinking like that'd be weird if postmodernism. Well, actually, okay, I'm going to contradict myself six or seven times here, but like so the you know, the modern period lasted, you know, like historic, well, I know modernism and the mo- and modernity are not the same thing. However, well, actually, okay, no, maybe this makes sense because modernism did not last very long. Like literary modernism was only a very brief period, right? I mean, it depends who you ask. Some people okay. like myself are in favor of, oh, forgive this horrible phrasing, like a short, and stout modernism oh versus yeah you like called it short and thick before short and thick yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long Stacked and thin modernism, modernism. <laughs> right you okay. know yeah um so if you think we're in like a long thin modernism we might still be in it people love to say that zadie smith is a modernist but i've heard her called a modernist a postmodernist, and now a metamodernist because she People say that she's part of new sincerity, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but sorry, that kind of derailed your point or whatever yeah. you were going to say. Well, because I was thinking like, man, modernity started in like the 1600s. That'd be weird if postmodern, postmodernity only lasted like 50 years, but you're shaking your head um, disapprovingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You, you, oh, you want me to explain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're yeah. confusing modernity and modernism. I know. I already, post, yeah, post, yeah. I already admitted that. I you know. Just doing laps around me. Well, <laughs> take that. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> right. One of these. But post postmodernism and metamodernism is still in modernity. Right. As we all know, I'm just you know, I'm not yeah. saying you didn't know that. I'm just. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, I'm just getting sloppy. Um, okay, well, so all of, okay, man, all of that was like a dumb digression then, because I suppose that the like time frames are roughly like in the same scale. So I guess that's fine. Um, like it would be reasonable to say perhaps postmodernity has ended. Like all of that was basically trying to s- figure out like would it make sense like realistically to say that this like this like condition that people describe our whole society as being under as like just a general like ideological structure and like sense of feeling that we're operating under like oh yeah well that that ended it only lasted like 50 years and here we go Mm -hmm. um but i mean i suppose that's possible things move quickly yeah i guess i'm trying to think like what was before modernism in i guess in like the the literary world it was the well, I don't know. You can always break it down. So, so small. There were the romantics, the romanticists, the yeah. Victorians. I don't know what was before this. Um, but it seems like, do you think the periods are getting like shorter? Uh, yeah. I mean, the trend cycles 
right. like fashion and art or like the meme cycles, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. We uh, are a little bit. We were, well, <laughs> what we were going to argue about is that I, I still think that we're, we're in like the postmodern moment. Um, and my argument for this, I'll, 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 um, I'll advance now. So like, I think if postmodernism is characterized by a diversity of competing, of competing uh, narratives and discourses, um, it seems to me that like what could be a more fertile ground for exactly that than the internet and like mass communication as it exists now. Like we have, you know, the means to produce a bajillion different little like corners of the internet where people are, you know, like just basically living within their own little like siloed narrative about what the world's like. Um, you know, I guess sort of buzzwordy, you know, like echo political echo chambers are a pretty like obvious example of this. And so it seems to me that there isn't like a condition where we are all like we all have faith in some sort of like grand narrative you know that like or tradition that our our culture has like united behind we're just like we're just in you know like uh each in our own little little bucket doing our own thing yeah but, yeah but really um, strongly disagrees I which is in all caps in our no yeah uh so basically i think the issue here lies in how you said uh, postmodernism is about competing narratives. And I say, no, 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 that's <laughs> not the case. I think that, um, okay, so to recap, if modernism is about grand narratives, Ihab Hassan would say that modernism is about grand narratives and postmodernism is about like the loss of grand narrative. And so I think that metamodernism can have like competing grand narratives but i still think that people are so like invested in narratives as like structuring their lives because they want to like get back to modernism so just because there are like competing narratives with like you know the internet and political polarization or whatever i don't think that's postmodern you know yeah so you think they are competing because they're each trying to have their own grand yeah, I don't think a plurality of grand narratives is the same as no narrative. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's an oversimplification. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, like, right, all of this kind of is, but like, yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but I think, um, I'm trying to, like, I suppose we, and we talked about this before, but like, I don't know what whether you have to like realize that what you're doing is or is not the production of something that purports to be like a meta narrative. For instance, yeah. like is the postmodern condition sort of recognizing, yeah, I have, I have my own sort of like set of like signifiers and discourses in which I operate. And I kind of consciously realize that that is separate from those of others in a way that doesn't have any sort of like grand unifying story. Like, do you have to be consciously operating within that or are you just like no i don't think it has to be conscious i think that because then to some degree everybody's going to believe that their own view of things is true right but i think that the difference or like i don't know so i think about like in 
but it's not about like the individual people it's about like the you know the structure yeah as a whole so i think about like in literary modernism or like for example yates like going yeah. to be in like the hermetic order of the golden dawn or whatever and like a turn towards like occultism and like you know a, a society wide and not everyone was an occultist but like still like this investment in like you know some mm -hmm. like religious feeling or some humanism even and then i feel like postmodernism was like you know the absurdity of like oh nothing matters and this was like the general vibe i don't know i'm really oversimplifying things like i i'm worrying i worry i'm getting it wrong but then i think metamodernism is kind of like a, a self-conscious i think metamodernism is self-conscious to mm. this like i don't know like yeah. i think and we were You're talking about this yesterday like i think the tradcath e-girls are a good example where they're like well this is ironic maybe but i'm still gonna like i don't know almost like pascal's wager it <laughs> like yeah <laughs> um, maybe right. god isn't real but oh well like it, it's kind of like longing for something like a grand yeah. narrative that one right. like knows might not be the case yes i think okay so that's that's right and now you're reminding me of some some quotes that i had pulled from from the notes on metamodernism paper so I'll just briefly offer like one of them. It says, inspired by a modern naivete, yet informed by postmodern skepticism, the metamodern discourse consciously commits itself to an impossible possibility. So I think this is what you're saying basically is like the the sort of structure of feeling that these two philosophers were sketching is like that. It's like a sort of like, I was gonna say tacit, but that's not even it. It's like just sort of like, understanding that what you're doing might be futile to some degree like your attempt to construct the meta narrative might just might not work out but still doing it anyway um because you know perhaps what choice do we have than to mm -hmm. like want to want to build that kind of thing for ourselves yeah and so i also think that like we i think that's maybe helpful as we've been talking off mic about like is modernism optimistic versus like postmodernism is pessimistic. I actually think that that's not the case or like hearing you quote that because I think that, well, maybe not. Maybe this is besides the point. Never mind. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking like postmodernism, if you don't like need the structuring thing, maybe it's because things aren't actually that bad. I don't know, but I feel like, never mind. That's irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think again, yeah I, I like reading this again okay so this paper i was like i'll just give some some background like i was so like fascinated by it um in like probably my sophomore or junior year of college of undergrad yeah um and uh like it's just now looking at it again it's a little bit like it does do a little bit of oversimplification in the way that you've identified because you could probably like problematize the the distinction or like calling like the modern sensibility like naive um although it might be to be fair perhaps those who are like wholly informed by like a postmodern understanding of society of art and culture would see modernism as kind of naive um, 
but yeah, I guess it, it's maybe not so clean as that. So what I did like about this is that they start the essay talking about um, change. And so they write like, you know, CEOs and politicians express their desire for change at every interview and voice a heartfelt yes we can at each photo op. Uh, planners and architects increasingly replace their blueprints for environments with environmental green prints. Um, and I just loved this. I was yeah. like, yes, that is exactly that like so perfectly sums it up. I have really been thinking a lot about, you know, the rhetoric of Obama's yes, we can as like yeah. continually kind of like pushing the possibility for change like forward, mm -hmm. but not like necessarily doing anything about it, like to change the circumstances immediately. Yeah. Um, so it's like a very like empty hopefulness or like empty like mythology. So I, I really liked that they started with that. Yeah. Um, and just to like, you know, go on with how they define metamodernism, um, shortly after this they write, according to the Greek English lexicon, the prefix meta refers to such notions as with, between, and beyond. And this I found kind of corny as like any, um, <laughs> you know, right. uh, what's the word, etymological reading is. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think it's like helpful. And right. then they, they really like spell it out. Uh, they say, quote, for we contend that metamodernism should be situated epistemologically with postmodernism, ontologically between postmodernism and historically beyond postmodernism, end quote. And in all of those the instances where they say post, it's in little parentheses, little <laughs> post, <laughs> postmodernism. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's right, but I think maybe is unnecessarily like complicating it a little bit. But I guess that's like their point or yeah. like what they're trying. They're they're doing philosophy, you know, they're trying right. to be tricky. Right. Because, OK, so what they're trying to describe the sensibility as doing is like oscillating. Like that's the metaphor that they use throughout. So they want, I think they're just trying to like demonstrate over and over again that there is this kind of like movement between the, the irony and the cynicism of, of postmodern uh, post art, really, um, and the like sincerity and um, like naivete, like hopefulness of modern art styles. Um, and like, and I guess the view is that like, yeah, because it, it has that like motion between the two, you can't just like, you know, that's why it is meta, you know, because it has this like non-fixed, uh, position. Yeah. Telling definitely. that Facebook rebranded as meta as well. If you I know. Did you see, I just made a note about that. Did you really know? Yeah, I just wrote that in the doc. Meta equals FB. Because <laughs> I was really thinking true. like, yeah. wait, MetaMod, Facebook modernism? Yeah. Is that what we're living in? Yes. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. Um, um, a question I have for you is, okay, so you're talking about oscillation. Do yeah. you think that... Wait, so when I was... I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. I think in the last episode, I said that we're still, that post-modernity ended like with like 
9-11 or something. I'm pretty sure. No, so. no. I remember <laughs> what we said. We were like, when did it end? Yeah. And I was like, we could say it ended with 9-11 or right. not. That, that's a, no. 9-11 isn't a joke, people. But like, right. no, we, yeah. we, we haven't were just like, how would you periodize it? Right. So, But I think I was like down. I feel or like I was like, I think Trump ended it or something like that. No, I and did. Postmodernism. Yeah, I think I said that. Hmm. I don't remember. Oh shit. <laughs> so what do you think? Okay, but that was a question I was going to ask. When yeah. do you think yeah. metamodernism started? Well, now you have to backtrack because initially you said we're still in postmodernism. Yeah, I do have to backtrack. I know. Well, that's okay. You know, I'm just being epistemically humble here. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, God, I actually. I don't, maybe it, maybe it did start around. Okay. So here's, here's why I think before I reread this paper, I would have said that we were in like a post postmodernism of some kind, but then rereading this paper, I kind of got the feeling that these guys were really hyped on a kind of like, uh, like hipster twee sensibility that was reigning at the time that they wrote it. And sure. so the kind of like having like some optimism in like Obama style liberalism, um, like believing in like green prints and other sorts of like little like effete attempts at like environmental friendly branding, like actually having mm -hmm. faith in all of that stuff is like very much a sensibility that no longer prevails. And so at the time that they wrote this, I think like they, they were convinced that this was kind of like a, you know, um, that that vibe was just going to continue, that we were going to keep on doing like, you know, craft beer and um, uh, what, what like community gardens and like yeah. bikes and like green building projects forever, um, mm -hmm. or at least for some time. And they didn't realize that all of that would come crashing down. <laughs> so do you think that we're in post-metamodernism? Yeah, I actually, yes, I think that, no, I don't, I just think that like the like historic, like historically, well, now I just actually don't know what to make of it. Because again, <laughs> my belief that we had gone beyond postmodernism was based on a misremembering of what I thought metamodernism was, you know? And now reading this again, that was what I walked away. And that's, that was kind of like what I wanted to finish this segment with. Um, but I mean, we can, we don't have to finish it yet. But like, re in rereading this paper, I was like, wait a minute, these guys are really like, they, they caught a vibe that I think is not the case anymore. Like some parts of what they were saying were kind of prescient, but like now, like rather than like the dominant sensibility among those who are sort of like in, in the know, in the way mm -hmm. that anybody who would care about this kind of paper is, like is not that like, oh yeah, like we do kind of have this sort of oscillation between um, the naivete of believing in Obama liberalism and the sort of like cautious cynicism of postmodernism. It's like, no, we just think that's a load of horseshit. Like now, now looking back, yeah, I mean, I think pretty much most, again, who are, who's, who's the like target audience? Who's part of this discourse here? Like mm -hmm. people with MFAs and, and like are in literature and philosophy programs and that sort of thing. But like, and podcasters from New York and all that, but like, and the dominant sensibility among that like class of people, I feel like is, yeah, like that kind of like, yes, we can liberalism was like a facade. It was like a way to like trick, you know, well-meaning people into backing just a neoliberal program with better branding. Well, 
Yeah, I agree with that. But I still think that there is, if not like a yes, we can liberalism, like a, a belief in belief or like in more, I, I think just like the scale has changed. I don't think that we believe in like political projects anymore, but I'm thinking, and obviously I'm thinking of this because this is like all I think about about like people on TikTok like manifesting and like mm -hmm. still having this like belief that something will change something must change with kind of yeah. like a desperate like hopefulness mm -hmm. um but I, I just think the scale of it has changed like it's become you know? like smaller yeah yeah a, a like, cottage industry of of meta modern hopefulness yeah like what i want to argue i think is that all of our like political energy has like been turned back inwards onto the self and that's still you know neolib but yeah so but to clarify how would you period so do you think what do you so these guys these yeah, dutch yeah. boys yeah yeah so do you think that they're like they're still right in how they describe metamodernism, but the specific metamodernism they describe is over? Or do you think that like metamodernism as they describe it, like that was metamodernism entirely and now we're beyond that? Yeah. Does no, that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. And I don't think I want to commit to that. That sounds implausible that there was just like a brief moment of like, yeah, I don't know. Farmers markets were in, in vogue and that was metamodernism and now that's over um i want to say that like maybe yeah maybe you're right maybe like there is a kind of like like return to hopefulness and the examples that they've chosen are no longer quite right for our time but mm -hmm. this structure underlying the examples and that they describe elsewhere in the paper is still actually right um even yeah. if even if the examples are now passe yeah i think that is yeah what i would say so when do you think that we entered the like when do you think we originally went from postmodernism to metamodernism yeah now i want to go back and say sometime around well these guys were writing before trump which is hilarious um you think we were but, in postmodernism up until yeah trump? i mean like it's not like a you know like a hard line, right? But like, I feel like that's when, that's when like, that is when like the vibe started to shift. And it, like, all of this is a very slow process, you know? Like, it's not like everybody wakes up one morning and like knows. Um, but I think that like sometime around like the end of Obama's presidency, um, you know, once once that period came to an end and it, and it was clear like, oh, you know, like he came in with like all these promises and this style of politics was supposed to be quite triumphant. And then it turned out to not really have done very much and you know yeah. right so like all of that and then trump and then like even in post trump like that i mean it's a long period of time but it ought to be right because this is like a whole societal change um I'm and i suppose stuff has been happening in europe but that's really not my problem well yeah I'm we're American. talking about america yeah yeah, america <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i'm gonna make okay so a minute ago i googled an inconvenient truth to see when nice. that came Hell out yeah. Yeah. but I'm going to take a contrarian standpoint and say, I think metamodernism started way before this. I think it started in the Reagan era. Whoa. Because, okay, because our Dutch boys, they use like the cynicism of like 90s, like Radiohead, you know, and stuff as like 
mm. canonical like postmodernism. But I, I, I just so it is very contrarian what you're saying. Oh well, I guess but I'm just thinking of like Reagan, the Reagan era. I don't know yeah. much about history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me start with this. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of a return to like an American mythology of, mm. um, like. You know, I, I don't know. I guess I'm, this is just fresh in my mind. So maybe I'm just doing my like, you know, object permanence thing or whatever. Like it, it's it's the freshest <laughs> thing to me. I was just right. reading about like Jimmy Carter and yeah, how yeah. he like gave a speech about malaise and then Reagan came and right after Jimmy Carter's speech about malaise, like gave this like pithy like line where it was like, a recession is when your neighbor loses your job. A depression is when you lose your job. And uh Dang, I don't remember what the third, the third thing is when Jimmy Carter loses his job and it's like, mm. you know, a positive thing. I don't know. I just, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that that like, I don't know. And I think that Trump, the rise of Trump is so not like similar to the rise of Reagan, but like, I think yeah. they both really depended on this like mythology, yeah. you know? Right. And I think that is kind of what like jump started. Um like a, a large scale turn towards even like different narratives. And right. I think even like maybe Radiohead's like cynicism or whatever could be considered part of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking when you're saying that, like, I guess like fascism is kind of, kind of modernist. I guess it is modernist as, as you, yeah. as you pointed out. So like, of course it would only make sense that, yeah, new fascism would similarly be, uh, like, would have that pull, like the it's mm -hmm. modernist pull. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. All and right. I think of like you know, the the war on drugs. I think very meta modern. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my take. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, getting back to the point I was making earlier, you know, when you're doing this kind of like Hegelian. Hegelian, uh, you know, uh, oh, sorry, am I screaming in your ears? No, my, sorry, my earbuds just are really painful. <laughs> I don't know why they fit me so poorly. Um, sorry. No worries. Anyway, if you're doing this kind of like Hegelian silliness, um, where you're just trying to like, you know, vibe check and identify aesthetically um, what's going on in society, you know, you're going to end up with some interesting sort of like internal inconsistencies like that. But I do still think, I mean, here's, here's something else. Here's perhaps like another way of structuring the thought. These things might be able to coexist in, within certain like spaces, um, you know, like there might be a sort of like, there might be like a meta-modern uh, like twist or like flavor to say like the MAGA movement while still operating within a society that like has a kind of postmodern epistemology. Like it, you know, like the society as a whole might regard itself insofar as you can make claims like this, like as operating under like a plurality of narratives, but then there's mm -hmm. like an attempt by a certain, you know, like fascist group to dominate with, you know, like the sort of optimism and naivete of a meta narrative of their own um and so like all of this kind of stuff might be you know just sort of like happening in conversation simultaneously so it might not be possible to like <clears throat> demarcate like okay yeah well, around this is when when the era ended mm -hmm. yeah i think that's fair
um do you want to talk about sincerity and irony i don't remember yes. what you had quoted the, the meta mod guys <laughs> reagan. What they said. reagan i think he's so sincere is i think that's like he began new sincerity what if i argued that okay. i'm really just yeah flinging my hot takes up right there. guaranteed replies um reagan with four five ends is a lovely name for a little girl yeah, you need that, all the ends, though. Right, yeah. And then an E at the end. <laughs> no, it uh, needs to be like R-H-E-A-G-H-A-N-N-N-N-H. end, yeah. Okay, but yeah, let's let's talk irony, because I think that might be perhaps more more clearly than any sort of like moment in history or a year, the way that irony functions within certain discourse um and art is probably a more interesting tell yeah so i think what's confusing about metamodernism is that there are, are two competing like modes of irony versus versus sincerity mm -hmm. so i think like on one hand you have post irony and i think we're like in that post ironic moment now and then on the other hand you have new sincerity which i think if i were going to make an argument as i am making today so many arguments i would say that like new sincerity jump-started metamodernism and then like morphed into post-irony um but both are metamodern they're like smaller epicycles within the epicycle yeah i mean epicycles are want to do that you know once right. you get started on one you it's just, just get the cycles in. all the way down. It I don't know what's at the bottom. It truly, yeah. <laughs> but I we're going to find know. out. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So how would you characterize the distinction between new sincerity and post-irony? So in, like, new sincerity. World? So like, okay, first of all, to understand this, you have like modernism, very sincere. Mm -hmm. And then you have post-modernism, very absurd or mm -hmm. ironic, kind of like, you know, just being silly. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what postmodernism is, just right. being silly. Perked and up, then, goofy. yeah. Right. And the new sincerity like emerges as a reaction to like this postmodern irony or postmodern like silliness. And it says, like, no, this is sincere. And it, it just is very yeah. sincere. So I think like an example of this um, in literature is um, David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest, which I haven't finished. I've read about 300 pages of like the 1200 or whatever. And it's just like a very sincere novel. And I think, you know, it's also so long. So you really mm. have to like take it seriously in order yeah. to get through it. Um, and it's just like very earnest. And like, you can tell he wants it to be earnest. Um, and so that's new sincerity. And we can talk about more examples of that. And then post-irony sort of comes after this and it's when you have something that is like absurd and you you just like the the consumer of whatever the post-ironic thing is like a joke book whatever can't tell if the thing is supposed to be sincere or not um so it has like the flavor of sincerity but it seems like it must be ironic so maybe I can just like sum this up by reading from Wikipedia. Um, 
as I'm one to do. So Wikipedia writes about post irony, whereas in postmodern irony, not post irony, postmodern irony, something is meant to be cynically mocked and not taken seriously. And in new sincerity, something is meant to be taken seriously or unironically. Post irony combines these two elements by either having something absurd taken seriously or be unclear as to whether something is meant to be ironic. So we can think of like, for example, the Red Scare girls being like, calling like anorexia body fascism, but like they're still like, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of promoting anorexia. Right. But there's something like kind of ironic about calling it body fascism and being like for it. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that you're like, it's like kind of tongue in cheek almost, but but not even, I suppose like something that's tongue in cheek is like, you still kind of know, at least the way that I that I tend to use and hear that phrase, like you still kind of know basically like what the, like you're, you're being sincere, but with a bit of like, of, of jokiness to it. And it's like takes that and it makes it like, you can't even tell actually what the, like there isn't like an obvious sincere underpinning. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I buy that. I think, I think that's, I like that distinction. That's a very, it's a very nice distinction. And I think humor is probably the best place where that comes out. Um, yeah. 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 Whereas like, just to give some examples of maybe like new sincerity in music, cause I think this is what's mm -hmm. like easiest for me to grasp. And I like thinking about this and like, wow, I really like new sincere music. <laughs> it's maybe yeah. my favorite genre. Um, you know, Father John Misty and Sukyan yeah, yeah. Stevens, I think yeah, are yeah. two, maybe Neutral Milk Hotel. But the first two, definitely, like you can kind of hear it in their cheeky lyrics, but they're mm -hmm. so earnest. Like right. Sufjan's song about John Wayne Gacy or whatever, I think is, you know, a good example of new sincerity. Cause you know, it's not ironic, yeah. you know? He's not ironically writing about, I don't know, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds, what, what would be an example of like irony music or like postmodern music then? Hmm. Like you know when Kanye wrote his like latest album or whatever that was just do you know what I'm talking about? Uh Donda? No, oh not Donda. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> I take it back. Never okay. mind. I like Kanye. Okay. That's I actually don't. Take. That's like one of my yeah, here here's some more guaranteed replies. Everybody's like he's a genius. I don't know. Now I don't really know much about rap, but that's not knowing much about something that's never stopped me before. Sure. Um, and so yeah. Yeah, what is post-ironic music? I'm gonna Google it to see what. It's the Red Scare intro. It's just, it's the, all the things you said by tattoo or whatever. So. Yeah, by tattoo, yeah. <laughs> That's the only example of post-ironic music. Uh, yeah, people are saying like future islands. What? I don't know what. Maybe, maybe like, maybe rap is probably the, a good place to, to chart this, but I don't know enough about it to to do mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, maybe it isn't, because like irony is only one facet of like that postmodern sensibility. There's also kind of like cynicism, you know? Mm -hmm. So you might get something like, you know, like uh, the kind of like dejected, I don't give a shit, cynicism of like Radiohead or something, um, mm -hmm. or some of it. I mean, not, not even all of it, right? Some of that's kind of pretty sincere. So like, but maybe like that vibe is what they're, what they're contrasting. Um, 
somebody like like Zupian is maybe more optimistic and sincere that way. Yeah, I think that's right. I just. But uh, yeah, but post ironic. I don't know how you would make post ironic music. No, me neither. Um, well, let actually, us know. Actually, you know what? You know what is post ironic music? Hmm. Is ridiculous pop country. You um, think? Yeah, yeah. Here's why: because sometimes the lyrics are so stupid, like shockingly, like "What are you talking about?" Um, and like it seems like this has to be a joke. Like you're listening, it sounds like, like there are plenty of like, like for example, one of my favorite songs is Blake Shelton's uh, When I Die, I Want to Come Back as a Country Boy. I think that's, that's what it's called. That's not ironic. And it, no, it's not ironic, but the lyrics are so bad. It sounds like a parody of a country song, but it's not, it's the thing. It's mm. like actually earnest. Um, and so I think that actually, yeah. Um, I think that, that, that it's, yeah, it's just Come Back as a Country Boy by Blake Shelton. I encourage you to listen to it. It's really funny. Um, sorry? I said, I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, it, it is violence. I do trigger warning. It's awful. Um, but like, but it is like, again, the lyrics are just like a parody of like country shit, you know, like it's just like naming random, you know, like stuff in like a really like intense and over sincere way mm-hmm. um but like again it is it's kind of similar to like the red scare girls like pro anna shit like it's like he's making fun of it but at the same time being like but i really am selling you this image of like you know country americana in this you know unhinged way yeah hmm that's interesting yeah that's Obviously not in the same sort of uh, class of quality as <laughs> something like Radiohead or Sue John Stevens, but... Uh, <laughs> Do you say Sue John? No. Okay. Look, I don't know how to pronounce that shit. I'm not Scandinavian. Is he Scandinavian? No, but I feel, like, I feel like Sue John is... That's fair. It's, um, it's Sue John. He's, <laughs> he's Spanish. That'd be cool. <laughs> Sue Juan Stevens. Sue Juan <laughs> Come on the pod, Sue Juan. Yeah. I love him so much. I could do a whole episode talking about I know, you've suggested that we do. We could yeah. do that. I'd be down. All we right. could do like a yeah, we could do like a Christian music episode. That'd be cool. Yeah, and then I can finally talk about Simon and Garfunkel too. <laughs> yes. At long last. <laughs> That's metamodernist. No, that's definitely new sincere, though. Yeah. No, that's just sincere. It's not new sincere. It's just old sincere. It's, it's old sincere. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, and that's what like when 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 did they, it was like the seventies. Yeah. See, there's just no. I don't think you can really draw historical boundaries on this stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, are we landing on metamodernism as the oscillation between modernism and postmodernism, or is it the merging of the two? I think oscillation is best because um, okay. that is what our what our Dutch friends um, our kings yeah yeah <laughs> our D- Dutch kings uh, say and I think and I think that's right because I do think especially in the case of post in the case of post irony there is that like kind of like rapid whiplash movement between you know like is this a joke it seems like it's a joke it seems like I'm supposed to take it ironically but also it's not um what do i do with that whole package and that is the kind of i think that is the metamodern sensibility
Yeah. So Jordan Peterson is Meta your metamodernist hero. You he love is. him so much. I'm a huge Jordan. He loves to eat meat, just like you. <laughs> exactly. Um, he loves to eat meat and cry. And those are things that I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, see, that was post-ironic humor of me. Uh, I no, we, do, it's not I post-ironic. Cry. I don't <laughs> Oh, you do cry all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Really? um, uh, Not these days. Just nice, yeah. Um, Well, then I think that was just ironic. It was just ironic. Well, no, but are you? Okay, well, anyway, coming back to Jordan Peterson. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to Um, interrogate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can talk about what I cry about later, Riley. Um, That'll be on on Patreon. Um, I, yes. Okay, so, you know, I like, again, I like the vibe um, sort of sketched out by the metamodernism Dutch guys very much. And so like my intuition is always to be like, mm, things that I like are metamodern. Um, but so, you know, I was challenging myself to think beyond that sort of uh, childish understanding. And I thought, you know, who kind of is a little bit metamodern is Jordan Peterson and that whole movement of um, freaks. So like the how did I sketch this before? I think like his attempt to sort of cut through the like pluralism of different discourses and like impose his, you know, kind of ridiculous caricature of uh, like masculinity and like, you know, what Western society ought to be are kind of, they're sincere. um, And they kind of have that feature of like, it's so dumb. It seems almost ironic. And, you know, I I don't think he's like totally unaware of that, but at the same time, he is being sincere about it. Um, You're doubtful that he's like aware of how stupid it looks. Yeah. I think that's just your opinion. You know, I, I don't like, I like, for instance, when he did that video where he's like crying about how hard it is to remember Elliot Page's pronouns or whatever like there's there's like some kayfabe in there like he's it's like it is an act and he knows it's it's an act he's crying can you sum it up for me oh yeah okay yeah (laughs) so he's crying because he says pronouns i'm so bad at them i got fired i got in trouble yeah it's like really yeah because he got like suspended on twitter or whatever for misgendering elliot page and then he did a video where he was like you know I, you can't stop me. I'm, that's where like the, the famous line "Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who," uh, comes from. Which based. so funny, so based. One of my I've been being saying, based is metamodernist. It is. That's actually ba- being based is is yeah, post ironic and metamodern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, sorry to interrupt. Yes, and so which is a great phrase. I've been peppering it into all of my conversations <laughs> lately. Is "Up yours, woke moralists," but. Um, yeah, like, he he knows it's, like, a goofy act. Like, all of these guys, do, like, I mean, Tucker Carlson knows that what he's doing is, like, an act. Like, that's kind of, like, that, that's, like, what, they're not, like, sincerely, I don't know. Um, yeah, but don't you think that they're, it's, it's just, like, a grift? Yeah, it is a grift, but one that they simultaneously, like, kind of believe in is my... Mm-hmm that's my feeling um and so i think that's what makes it it has it has the oscillation that we're looking for here um between 
the sincerity of what they're saying, like they really are like racist, hateful, fascist freaks, but, but they kind of know that what they're doing is like, you know, is an act and is a bit of a grift, but those aren't contradictory, you know? And I think, I think this is why pointing out their hypocrisy is so ineffective for so many people on the, like, that's why it's, it's false so flat when people are like, oh, you know, like, look how, look how hypocritical this person in like right-wing punditry is being like, no, they know that they're aware of it. That's part of it. And, and they're okay with that. Like, um, because they're, they're cool with that, like oscillation between the grift and and the sincerity of of what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. You've convinced me. Not that I really needed to be that convinced anyway, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jordan Peterson, not a modernist hero. Right. Yeah. Get better soon. <laughs> you know? Wait, is he sick now? I don't know. Hasn't he? He's he's sick. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Yeah, he is. Remember when he was in Russia? I guess like I've heard, I did. I don't know when he got back. Oh, that know? was a while ago, I think. Oh, yeah, I guess when his daughter tried to kill him or whatever. Up. Yeah. Yeah. When, oh, she's. Oh God, it's so I, dark. I can't she's follow so weird. it. Yeah, she's so weird. I found her on Twitter um, one time. Yeah, it's it's a whole weird thing. You follow her? No, I do not follow her. But they had a very weird conversation that somebody posted because he did that one thing where he like mm-hmm. was like not attractive, like and nobody can convince me otherwise to the Sports Illustrated model who was plus sized, and yeah. he and his daughter did like an interview about that. Um, right. And she was like, "What do you think's hot, Dad? Like, tell me about what you jack off to, Dad." Um, so. <laughs> Oh, he's so like happily. Have, I will tell you. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so oh. very meta modern of him. Yeah. Jeez. God. God damn. Um, yeah. Okay. So Jordan Peterson, meta modern. Uh, Richard Dawkins. Yeah, basically for the same reasons, I think. Yeah. Okay. We Again. don't have to go yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah. Too please. Much. Yeah. Take the formula as applied before and apply it. Uh, for the listeners at home, yeah, a uh, little word problem for you. Apply to Richard Dawkins, too. I do want you to talk about Disney remakes, though, because I thought that was a funny observation yeah, well, that you had. Well, okay. So the Disney remakes, I mean, like, you know, the live-action Jungle Book and the live-action, I don't know, Mulan. All the, I've not seen any of these movies. Yeah. I, need, I mean, all I, of the MCU and Star Wars shit, too. To some degree, yeah, I guess yeah, the MCU is really trying to crawl you out of the know. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, right. I guess We're they big. are really yeah. trying to like create a new mythology in the same way that people are still doing like, maybe I hope they're not still doing like Pottermore or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I think like in all of these uh examples and i think the best one is the disney like live action remakes of classic films it's just trying to like reignite this like past enchantment and like modernize it but it doesn't work because i mean i don't know i haven't seen any of the movies but i bet it doesn't work i bet the movies are all ass you know (laughs) yeah have you seen the live action mulan no i'm an adult right yeah (laughs) but (laughs) But I think just like, and I also think it's telling that like the, the reason I actually that... have seen that. I watched it on a plane. I'm just remembering now. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, I just skipped ahead wow. to the fight scenes. They were really bad. 
Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. All right, How sorry. How do they do, like, the dragon? Mushu. He's like a little drag. He's not like a quirky little fella. He's not like a weird little guy like how he is in the live action one. I think he's like more like just kind of gritty. Gritty <laughs> reboot. Yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. But yeah, well, I think it's also telling that like the reason that the studios keep making these is because it's just like a surefire way to make money and so it's like this you know longing for mythology just paired with like you know the real dominant uh whatever affect which is capitalist greed right. <laughs> you know but the so reason it nice, works yeah like the reason that they make them is for the money but the reason that it works like the reason that it does succeed at making the money is because people are desperate for like some sort of new mythology yeah, we should do an episode on Disney adults. I think that would be really good, actually. We'll definitely do that. That'd be so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, remember a few weeks ago when there was a person on Reddit who was like, uh, and maybe on Twitter, who like tried to propose to their girlfriend or whatever, and then the security guards came and like pulled them down at Disneyland. Did you see no. this? No. Wait, why did the security guards do that? they were like standing somewhere they weren't supposed to mm. but then they were like you ruined my engagement yeah <laughs> and then disney was like we're so sorry yeah. or the the people on um i saw like an am i the asshole post that was like am i the asshole because i didn't serve food at my wedding because i blew all my food <laughs> budget on having mickey and minnie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I was like, I spent $3,000 to have Mickey and Minnie at my wedding for 10 minutes. Right. And oh I my. made everyone eat snacks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> God, okay. But that was, yes, that instigated like a whole Twitter thing where like, because this professor of religious studies from somewhere who right. like studies Disney adults, whose work we will doubtless have to engage with, um, like uh, she quote tweeted or took a picture of that. No, she actually yeah, like, quote, I don't know, like had a picture, reposted a picture of that. Am I the asshole? And like, was like, actually, like, this is significant because Disney is a religion and here's why it's a religion. Um, and then I, I quote tweeted that from our account. Um, got a few, got a handful of likes, follow our Twitter. <laughs> um, I haven't posted that much that, that recently, but you know, I'll get, I'll get back on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, yes. Anyway, Disney adults, very interesting phenomenon and kind of maybe also a metamodern phenomenon. Well, yeah. I'll, I have one more example that I yeah. brought up last episode, those yard signs that right. say, like, in this house, we... That was our teaser, I think, for this yeah, one. Yeah, that was our teaser. So the reason I think those are metamodern is because it's, like, loudly proclaiming... proclaiming one's like worldview and it's also acknowledging that like like the whole point of a yard sign no one's just like putting obvious shit on a yard sign like vegetables are healthy you know everybody knows this yeah yeah <laughs> but like there's such a good yard sign i would I, love that <laughs> in this house we believe vegetables yeah, are right okay that's our yeah. merch um, <laughs> yeah but like, obviously, if you're making a yard sign or, like, proclaiming your political beliefs, it's you think it's, like, kind of edgy. Like, it's kind of, like, oh, like, in this house, we believe, you know, the, I'm really, this is obvious, but I'm really spelling out that, like, if you have to say that in this house you believe that, like, Black Lives Matter, you know, the belief is that, like, 
other people don't believe this or it's like right. acknowledging this right. so i think that these yard signs are metamodernist because they're saying like these are my views and i acknowledge that other people have like other narratives yeah. right you know? hmm yeah i think that's right um there's also an additional like meta level irony about like those signs being you know kind of like in neighborhoods that are extremely like exclusive to many of the groups identified as as you know important on those signs um and right. so yeah so yeah, i'm trying to think about how that I might see, factor in you know these people are like all nimbies you right, know because right. they're not they you know conveniently leave out like housing is a human right they don't right. believe that shit right <laughs> they, they just don't believe, believe that like healthcare matters right like, you know empty shit i'm healthcare does matter everybody but yeah <laughs> you know yeah 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 i mean it, yeah they are kind of like empty gestures yeah and that's kind of but that's ironic not in a way that they're acknowledging i don't think that they see the irony in that i think that they are right no they're deluded and thinking they're being yeah like good people by simply by holding those beliefs yeah virtue signaling is metamodern hmm i'll have to think about that one yeah, I just made that up. So. I like that. I like that. I mean, that's, well, that's the great part about this is like, go try to fact check, fact yeah. check us. <laughs> Give it your best shot. Take that, haters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay, I have one more thing to say. Mm -hmm. The reason I think that this matters is because I think all misenchantments are metamodern. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's a big that's a big reveal at the end of you know kind of a loose episode now we have like a really plot important sort of thing yeah that's the um, so what yeah yeah okay um hmm but what was happening in like postmodern, like during when postmodernism ruled and there were still people who were misenchanted in various ways well can you give me an example like what's a phenomenon that's been like new new age woo woo of the like six seventies or sixties and seventies you know like that's right in the time frame of when postmodernism was supposed to be you know the the vibe of the day and that you know that kind of like hippieism was perhaps some sort of misenchantment i want to say or at least could be one maybe my initial instinct is to say that it's different but i think that's because i'm sympathetic to the hippies yeah i'm mean, sympathetic to that shit too so you know alan watts cool guy yes yeah. yeah um okay i guess i'll say that in this meta maybe i'll reverse it in this meta modern moment we are more prone to misenchantment because okay. we like more we want that yeah enchantment maybe more than we did in the postmodern era yeah no okay now that seems right like we we're like hungry for mythology in the way that maybe we weren't maybe the the sort of like economic success of the united states in the latter half of the of the and maybe broadly the west like in the latter half of the 20th century after world war ii was like so much you know like you could get by on just like you know buying shit <laughs> like suburban houses and, and stuff alone and now now that that era comes to a close we find ourselves uh lacking mm -hmm. and and reach out for for some enchantment to fill the void 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that is what's up. Cool. You know, they say historicizing isn't possible, but we just did it. So get get <laughs> get good, honestly. Yeah, take that, haters take that. again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't leave us a review. Right. <laughs> Fans only. Right. You're, cut, you're like not only fans. Yeah. Fans only. <laughs> right. We, we are starting an OnlyFans to promote the pod, but that's not till later. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be like the, the people who use OnlyFans for like not, for like safe for work stuff, you know? Yeah. Because there's like a small I'll minority people. Feet. I'll post feet pics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> very, very meta modern of you. The post feet fit? Yeah. <laughs> feet pics? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Boy. Well, uh, on that note, on that I don't note, know. um, well, no, okay, I will say also, lastly, um, so yeah, misenchantments, very meta modern, um, and Christianity kind of going through some weird, you know, uh, like shifts. So, like, we kind of mentioned before the sort of like, we'll finish with this just to really tie the knot here, two forms of Christianity that we've kind of identified as plausibly metamodern is first, the um, the like trad caths, especially, and not like, you know, people who go to like some sort of like Byzantine right Catholic church and are like 80 years old, but no, like the the dashas and, and the honors of the world, sorry to bring them up again, but like what they're doing is very metamodern, like they have this whole ironic thing where like, isn't it ironic that like a sort of like hip art girl from New York is doing Catholicism, you know, like what, what an interesting irony. And yet they're still sincerely devoted to, you know, Catholicism, at least or so they would uh, have us believe. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, um, and also we were kind of torn on this, but I think I brought you around uh, kind of like hipster REI Christians um, or like, you know, like cool, like surfer Christians are kind of metamodern too, just in that. And you're the one who kind of pointed this out. Like, isn't it ironic that somebody who is like a surfer, um, and like is into like cool shit like that is also something as dorky as like being a Christian. So sincere. And like for the record, I don't think it is, you know, so shocking that someone could be two things, you know? Right. <laughs> I think, like, someone yeah. can be a surfer and right. genuinely believe in God, to right. clarify. Right. No, no, Riley's like, okay, if I see you surfing, that's all yet. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Riley actually thinks- That's an atheist for sure. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Riley thinks that her professors sleep in the classrooms, um, that they- <laughs> 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 That's a good one. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah, those those are kind of like metamodern expressions of Christianity um, that we see. Um, and I'll say, to tease our next one, we'll be getting into into some more metamodern Christianity next time we record. Probably, yeah. I think we're doing, we're doing the, uh, we're going to do some apps. <laughs> we're going to do the, the um, Hallow and Glorify, which are Christian prayer apps. Mm -hmm. um, so and maybe some of the the classics. I used to have the Bible app, just you oh, know, yeah. downloaded. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know what we're gonna call that app, Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. Write in, I guess, if right, you have any. Right. Right. Um, 
ap- religious ap- apps. apostles of Christ. Bye, I gotta go. Right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's too ironic. Yeah. Be sincere for once. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, it's been a pleasure. That's been fine. That was that was sincere. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> well. I'll see you in heaven, Riley. See you in heaven. <laughs>